We dedicate this week's episode to Marcia Rodriguez, the aunt of our special guest today, who lost her life from the unfortunate events of 9-11. We honor her spirit today, along with all the other lives lost on this tragic day. May they all rest in love and their families be comforted with peace. Today on the podcast, we chat with fellow podcaster Tashawn Phillips of the Right Mistake Podcast. Tashawn is no stranger to life-changing moments. As the daughter of two now-retired NYPD officers, she's experienced life on both sides of the black and blue. Born and raised for the greater part of her life in Brooklyn, New York, she experienced personal tragic loss as a result of the unfortunate events of 9-11. On this episode today, we share about these experiences, along with how she is using her voice within the world of media and impacting young girls of color to have self-confidence and dream big. So pull up a chair at the table and join us as we chat with our newfound cousin, Miss Tershawn Phillips. Welcome to Melanated Conversations, our narrative and our perspective. Here on the podcast, we are amplifying the voices of Black women and sharing their powerful stories of transformation. I'm Tyrion. And I'm Yana. Let's start the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of Melanated Conversations. Yes. I am your co-host, Yana. And I am your co-host, Tarian. Welcome back, y'all. Hey. Y'all might hear a little cheer in our voice. Yeah, A little cheerier in our voices today, because number one, this has been like a long time coming. Yes. Terry and I are in the room together. Together. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Y'all, COVID has, COVID has kept us apart, mm. but mm. we're together now. We, but we, we said nay, but, not but we, today. But we still social distance. We're in the room. Yes. But we still apart. That's right. That's right. Together, we're but doing apart. Part, we're doing because we're part. doing our part. To, together, but apart. Doing our part. Oh, together. I didn't know where he was going with yeah, that. But yeah, but we are in the room <laughs> together. Y'all don't understand. Me yes. and Tarion have not been in this room together since, was it February of this year? Yes, February. And so we had to like change things up this past season and it was a little different. And I'm not going to hold you. Getting back in the same room together now again, we were like, okay, what what we do? Right. That, how, how we plug, how we plug this in the USB to the, to the, yeah. <laughs> no, but y'all, we have an amazing guest with us today. Yay. Um, she's already just, uh, she, she already like family at this point. She lifted she, our spirits. Yeah. She's she been with us as, um, when we've been handling technical difficulties this morning, but we appreciate you, but we want to make sure we give you guys a warm introduction of our guest today. Tershawn Phillips. Welcome, Tershawn. Well, hello. Hi. So excited to be here. Yes. This is so exciting. I do feel like family with you both. It's going to be a great episode. Yay. Yay. Yes. Thank you so much <laughs> for joining us. Well, uh, Tershawn, you know, she's been, she's, she, she's like family to us already. And, uh, 
I think we're going to have a little fun next, like we always do with our rapid fire or as people have now called it our rambling fire round. So Tershawn, if you are ready, uh, let's play a little round real quick. Okay. Let's do this. Let's... I'm excited. <laughs> now we know that you are also a podcaster. You have your own podcast and um, we want to know, and of course we'll answer this as well, but we want to know what is your podcasting pet peeve? Ooh, that is a great one. Okay. My podcasting pet peeve is when you set up time because my platform as well is really bringing guests on. And so I solidify guests. We already have time set up and then they feel the need to reschedule. Now I know things come up and different things happen, but really the pet peeve is that now you want me to, and I know I need to accommodate you, but I just have to be honest. I don't really, once we have everything set in stone, it's like a day before you're going to come on and we're going to do this recording. You now want to tell me that we have to re-find a whole new date, a whole new time. And I know it shouldn't be a huge pet peeve, but I just feel like I take it in a professional stance and like, don't let me know the day before that you no longer are available unless something crazy is happening where it's like, you know, something fell off the roof. I need it to be something completely traumatic. I don't yeah. need it just to be that you didn't know how to schedule your time and you've now chosen to adjust my time. For sure. You know? Yeah, that's real. That is uh, very real. Absolutely. That's too real. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. 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 We and we. What would we, you ladies say? Well, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> I've been waiting for this question because, okay, I know podcasting is you know has become this new and like popular, and it's like the new the it thing to do now, um, which I feel is great. It's like the new, of course, you know, like when blogs started, you know, people was riding their wave and, you know, blogs, blogs exploded and we're kind of in the same space of podcasting. But my pet peeve is when those of us with indie shows like you and I and Terry mm-hmm. and Tershawn and, you know, we are on the ground floor and we're doing everything on our own and building and marketing and editing and researching and booking guests and everything that comes with, put you know, putting a good show together. And then we have these celebrities or other people that just, just drop in, that just wake up one morning and say, oh, I want to start a podcast. And then they're like... They get the Spotify original series, Apple, just like. Got a whole team behind them. Girl, you speak You are so right, Yana, also with saying that. Did you all see, like, don't get me wrong. I love my one and only first lady. (laughs) You are on the same page with us. You already know. You you are right in our brains. We're right in the same Yes. I love it, but just right before actually coming on to do this recording, I open Spotify and here I go with a bold ad. Ooh, <laughs> follow, follow now to not miss the first episode. And I'm just like, goodness, I need some clout. I need to go be some type of influencer, celebrity, something because am I doing this wrong? Like, they don't even have an episode yet. Right. Crazy marketing. Right. I completely hear that. Oh. It was a celebrity that came out. Was I think it was on Michelle's podcast that said, I mean, there was Morgan that was like, oh, here's, download this podcast. It's already my favorite. Oh, oh she yeah. Even got yeah. An episode she had literally just made the announcement. It was like, this is my, my favorite, favorite podcast already. <laughs> yeah. Like, you put somebody else. Don't even know what they're talking about. Her podcast might be trash. 
No, we, I, I know it won't be. It won't be, but it might be. But it's the principle. It's the principle. Yes. It's the principality. Yes. It's a uh, big word. Saying. Big word. It's the <laughs> p- 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 principality. <laughs> so we love you, Michelle yes, Obama. Yes, we do. Our forever first lady. Yes, but you know... <sighs> Some of your other melanin sisters, they want a little light shine yeah. on them too. We just, we just, we don't want to. We we don't need all the light. We just need to a share little, the light. Can we have a little piece also, of the light? <laughs> we don't need like this boo boo light that they're trying to give us. I don't even really know how to say a better articulate word. It's really just boo boo light. Yeah. Where in the sense of now, black podcasting is the whole thing with paralleling to Black Lives Matter. Mm, it's like, yep. don't, don't just try to give me this little tab on this little level here just because you see the word melanated or black or whatever yep. in my Speech. description or in my name. Right. <laughs> like, exactly. Like, I, I don't know. I just don't know how authentic that really is as well. So that's two pieces. Yeah, because yeah. real talk. Um, I know this whole show is not going to be on podcasting, y'all, but since we're talking about it, I want to get this off too. Because it related, it goes back to that, you know, it was a month ago when mm-hmm. everything exploded after George mm-hmm. Floyd and then everyone wanted to flock to like black content. Yeah. And we saw our numbers shoot up astronomically, yep. like triple yep. in downloads wow. for the month of June. And then here we go into the month of July and, and they're back to normal. And yep. it's like, so where are you people at? Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. Pull up. It's like you just wanted a snippet, but you're not here for the regular day all day like you're not that, really yeah. wanting to know about it that part you know? that part it's funny i was talking to those the, some some ladies last night and i was mm-hmm. like I, I said pretty much the same thing i was like you know it's funny you know everything that's kind of transpired over the last six to eight weeks and this the this the the quote unquote the, the the movement that's happened and where now people are suddenly aware and i was like listen we've been doing this for a minute now like this is not new to us, um, and so for people now to find it marketable and then right. take co-opt the situation, I don't like that. I don't like that. But but to answer the the, the question really quickly, it's a, pe- a little bit of both of what y'all are saying, Tashawn. The whole thing about like um, changing up the last minute, oh, booking, booking yeah. with the booking situation, not only canceling, but do not book the night before. <laughs> Okay, oh, at ten o'clock for like, nine like o'clock or more yeah. uh, in the morning Don't do show. That. <laughs> Don't do that. Okay. Uh, number two, same thing. I just feel like, please, like let let us get a little light too. Us, us uh, indie grassroots podcasters, we are out here grinding like crazy. And for the people who have these huge, they already have the the influence they've got the team they've got the production they've got the fan base they've got everything already put in place for them and it there are you know you know like I said with with uh first lady michelle obama's like you're already number one like you ain't even dropped the episode and you god bless you we love you but yes we do but come on help us <laughs> There's yeah. a give and take here. I had to check myself when I saw it because I was like, Michelle, ain't you tired of talking right now? For Don't real. You know <laughs> I told Yana, I told Yana this morning. I was watching like one of the morning news shows, um, and they were saying, and next up we're going to talk about Michelle Obama's, you know, new podcast. And I said, I literally said to the TV, I don't want to see that. Like I was just upset. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to see that. I'm turning my TV off because I don't want to see it right now. 
got too much going on. It's like, we loved Becoming. That was great. Yes. We love all the content you give us, but like, okay, there's... I don't know. There's there's a balance. And I'm like, you're not tired of talking right now. (laughs) Right. But I mean, okay. but I'm a subscribe though. I'm a support. I'm a support. <laughs> I wish we could send her like uh, subscribe for subscribe. Right. <laughs> you want to put us on the show? We come on, on the show. The game? Me, yeah, she, put some indies on. She, she want to do like an indie. Uh, somebody. If any, how she is. Hey, if anybody listening knows how we can get in touch with somebody and get in touch with uh, with, with Miss Michelle, Michelle uh, we really appreciate it. Mm. We're trying to get us out. Like, if she can just make a list of podcasts, man, that do shit. Indie ground roots, roots. yeah, <laughs> grassroots, but on in black podcast, yes, yes, black po- like I would love that because it's telling black stories. She's so good at that, and I mm-hmm. think that's authentic to her. Yes, that would be awesome. You're right. Anybody, please let us know. <laughs> please, please, please. We waving and we ready. We here. Amen. Well. That concludes our <laughs> rambling fire. We only did one question, but I feel like we knew we was going to get a little dialogue out of that yeah. one. So thank you for playing, Tershawn. Will you sure we can't do one more? Oh, okay. How about, okay, let's do something a little different. Let's do something different. How about you throw out a rapid fire? Give us a question. Yes. Okay. All right. This should be a quick one. Okay. So due to the fact that you both are, yes, together, but socially distant together, what would be, since we're in summer and we're all just stuck in the house, what is your favorite part of a regular summer that you're missing out on due to COVID 2020 summer? Girl, traveling. Traveling. Yep. Swimming. I think that's <laughs> And when I say I traveling, mean, I mean travel, going travel. to other countries, right. traveling that they don't yes. like us right Where now. Where were I planned to go to um, 2020 Tokyo Olympics before it got canceled. Yeah. So that was going to be my summer trip this year. I was Man. so excited. Oh. Where did you ladies have plans to kind of go over to? I don't even before know. Before this happened. Well, we, so this is the bye year, yeah. actually. So it, we looked up, but still, oh. just even if. We, our family got, got a chance to at least go right before. Yeah, I did. Like, yeah. I, we were going to do something for spring break. And we, that was right when COVID like struck and shut things down. So we literally have not been anywhere this year. Yeah. And we were just talking about that. We was like, dude, like we have not been anywhere Anywhere. this year. Um, As Tyrion said, um, we do a couples trip Mm -hmm. um, every other year. Yeah. Thankfully, this is the year off Mm -hmm. our bye year. year. Mm -hmm. But, you know. We don't know what 2021 is looking. We, we we have hope, what? but um, if people don't sit down somewhere, wear your mask and wash them hands. Please, that's it. Please, please. Like we cannot go into 2021. Help no. us, no. help us, please. Yes. Please and thank you. Well, actually, I did. I was going to go on a couple of mission trips. It was going to be later on this mm-hmm. fall, but um, that's definitely not happening now. So, yeah, we have to let everything go. But all um, right, prayers for twenty twenty one. Amen. For now, I've just been traveling in my dreams. Amen. Hey, you know, getting inspired, <laughs> yeah. making lists. No, I'm talking about my actual dreams. No, I, I mean, no, I feel you on that. I feel you. I feel you. 
feel you on that. I feel you on that. No. Oh, yeah. Man. Well, thank you for asking that question. That was a great, that was a great question. Flashback Friday Man. when you could travel. <laughs> right. Oh, okay. So thank you for playing a couple rounds with us with that. We do want to make sure that we um, hear a little bit about you. You know, our listeners came to, to check you out and to hear all the great things that you have going on. And before we really get into our full conversation, can you just... Give us a little bit about you and your origin story. Who is Tershawn Phillips? Absolutely. And so Tershawn, first and foremost, is a proud black woman. But outside of that, I was born in Brooklyn, New York. So shout out to BK. Um, And that really is the catalyst in like really developing who I am as a person. I was born to two right now retired NYPD police officers and we lived and grew up in New York and then left and moved to Florida after 9-11. And so I had that mixture of both the North and the South in me because people forget Florida is the South still. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of things happening down here that well down there that, you know, yeah. are controversial, obviously. Yeah. And it just with us seeing how they had to cancel the RNC, but it was going to happen in Jacksonville. So, mm-hmm. and then I also, I went out to school in Florida and then I ultimately moved back up here to New York, which then led to my professional career of being a marketing and communications professional, along with taking off my own podcast, being the right mistake podcast. And on the personal side, I am for one, a traveler, a lover of travel, all border activities. I am a fish at heart. I also would say that I love to impact the community and I am a Girl Scouts troop leader, which really has shown me that really just spending time and interacting with our youth, specifically our young black girls, is so important to just shaping and redefining how we as a community um, move forward and just progress. And that's me. Yeah, I love that. I literally just yesterday got asked to be a troop leader. Really? Yes. Yes. Are you gonna do it? Please. I I don't know. We should Uh, do it together. We should do it together. I just don't know. Well, I'm not gonna say it online, but (laughs) we'll see what happens. I kind of, I kind of think I know where you're going. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If if I'm gonna do that, then I. Yes, yeah. But no, but you know, Girl Scouting has been a part of my entire life. I was a Girl Scout from Daisy to senior. I did, that was my entire life. So I, I am fond of Girl Scouting. I believe in what they do. I believe in what they stand for. Um, it was very impactful on my life. Many of my friends that I grew up with, we are still friends because of Troop 68. Shout out to y'all. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's remembering the troop. I will say the one thing I love about our troop in Brooklyn is that we are an all black troop. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I know, like, no, we, anyone can come and join the troop, but just based on the area that we're in. Yes. yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think it's great that I know that that's the demographic I'm solely just really inspiring and interacting with. And I truly enjoy that piece of it. I will say I didn't. I, my troop was much more diverse back when I was in a troop in a Girl Scout. Yeah. And so that was cool. But I think that it's really nice for the girls to come and have a nice safe space with just literally young women who look exactly like them. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and and as a matter of fact, the troop that I was in was all black as well. So Same. that was, yeah. yeah. That, I, you know, I that's, <laughs> I'm not a segregationist here, but. No, we're not. 
Yeah. But, you know, sometimes if I'm in school and I'm with all these, sometimes I just want time to be with individuals that truly can connect with me. And not saying just because you look like me, you can, but that's one less step it takes to kind of build that bridge. No, absolutely. Absolutely. We feel you. How many are in your troop? Do you know how many girls do you have? And so we have, the most we have is, of course, going to be our brownies. That's the largest. And we Mm -hmm. have about 20 brownies. But in the entire troop going through Daisy all the way up to, they don't, it's like an ambassador now. We don't actually have any seniors. We stop at cadets. Oh. um, Yeah, they switched it up a little bit and trying to be, I don't know if it's progressive or what it is. But we have in total about... Uh, 35 so oh nice other group okay. is a little bit yeah so it's a solid it's a solid group oh yeah you kind of so it is a combination of all the different levels in your tree yeah, yeah. i specifically just deal with the juniors mm-hmm. but all together we we have them all come together unless it's we're doing an activity where the little ones can't come like the daisies but for our general body meetings that we have mm-hmm. everyone comes in down and we do it of course at a church so that's yes. how it's same here <laughs> yep yeah oh i love that makes me memories <laughs> I I love that. And I know just from experience, like even the the life skills, but you know, like you mentioned, it was good to identify, to be around other girls. They're, you know, similar in experiences and, you know, you're making new friends and it was Girl Scouts was really, especially as a black Girl Scout, yeah. um, just look forward to that. That was like our opportunity to really get out. I know we experienced some of our first trips, trips. together, yeah. first museums together, yes. um, getting into in different cultural activities. Yes. That was like our first yeah. experiences, and uh, it all was because of Girl Scouts. Yeah, so. Very yeah. resourceful. Also, I like to bring about the cookie selling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yes, absolutely. Sell these cookies and get my patches. That's right. But now they got apps and stuff. Now we had to go door to door with that little, with that little, that that little sheet of paper. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Don't let it get wet. That ink could come up like, oh, look, I remember who. (laughs) That fold up sheet. They're online. Yes. You don't even have to come pick up your cookies. They deliver. Yes. Yeah, this new society. Yes. I agree. I'm not mad at him, though. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not. not. You just sometimes wish you had a little thing. To <laughs> yeah, get it was hard getting them 200 cookies. <laughs> I'm telling you. Because <laughs> right? I wanted my pack. And look, I think if you sold over 200 cookies, you got extra, like, outside of packages. You got yeah. a real gift. Yes, you did. You know? Yes. Yeah. Yes, you did. Oh. You're absolutely <laughs> right about that. Oh, my goodness. Oh, well, we commend you. And, yeah, that is that, that just kind of, like, Send a little extra spark. I know. Like, Come on, Terry. Let's start a troop. Let, let's start a troop. Let's do it. Okay. I hope you guys think about it, but also think about your bandwidth. I know you ladies both have so many things going on. So, of course, I'm not the only troop leader. It's four of us. So, we're really able to balance it off of each other. Yeah. So, I would say, yeah, think long and hard about it. I'm yeah. not going to push you to do it. But well, we may talk offline with you on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and we've got girls too. We've got young yeah. kids. So that and that I was think another, that's another thing that plays a big yeah factor in okay. it is that we want to give them some exposure and experience Absolutely. to especially other girls that look like them. That's right. Um hey, Well, um, 
kind of segueing a little bit, um, you have done a lot in your span of years and your career. Um, I know recently you were in an interview on Beat TV and you were discussing um, a little bit about your experience and, you know, about your platform and things of that nature. One thing that I know that you mentioned was that you're a daughter of two retired NYPD um, officers, which I didn't mention it to you guys on the show. I don't know if we shared that. Yeah. Um, Tershana is from New York. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that was interesting to, to hear you lived a life of being a, uh, you know, a daughter of two, not only one, yeah. but two <laughs> NYPD, NYPD officers. How was that experience for you? Oh, goodness. Yeah. To go into that. So my parents actually, just to give background as well, they met on the job. So there's a corny story. (laughs) Super corny. Of um, being partners and then actually coming together, getting married, etc. But really growing up in New York and being the parents of two people who were not only black but blue was really a bit of being twofold. And so I always say that it was great to have the experience of when I was out with friends or doing things I outside of just my parents, all of my play aunts and uncles. I had so many different names in case I ever did get into a stumble. Now, I wasn't the stumbling child. That was really my brother. So he really <laughs> had to make sure that he knew who to call, had cards on hand. But it was always that I could just say, well, you know, such so-and-so, a blah, 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 priest, et cetera, if something happened. But one, not everyone has that fallback, and not everyone can be in those situations. But then it's also, I would say, it's kind of taken a stance of the stories that they tell me. So there's so many different stories of them having, they were officers in the late 80s and 90s. And so they really kind of just told me about having their counterparts being a white partner, et cetera, but being in neighborhoods like the neighborhoods they grew up in, in Bedside, Brownsville, in the heart of Brooklyn, where they're coming to these different places and coming out from Long Island, these other um, officers who don't really know the community and don't care to know it. So just extremely aggressive. And what we see now on the TV screens when it comes to the protesters and comes to different things, that's really what they kind of saw day in and day out. And now I am literally the direct image of my mother visually and also personality wise, where she's a bit of a spitfire and she just wasn't having that. So she has plenty of stories for me about, you know, just her having to have to check someone, but it's also you checking someone because you know, it's disrespectful, but now they have to, that comes back into, are, are they going to have backup? Are they going to have someone come in and really do what needs to be done if they need someone to have their back? So it's, you know, you're defending this person in this moment, but then what's going to happen to you? Are you going to get promoted? It's that it's like all these different instances coming into play. And so now it's really interesting fast forwarding to them retiring, no longer being in that space. But we talk about police reform Mm -hmm. and really talk about, okay, like, because she, when I first used the term defund the police, she's like, well, Tershawn, that just seems aggressive. Okay, it might be aggressive, but if you look at these charts, you look at data that's showing how much, like, you being a part of one of the largest city agencies, whereas you all get double what the fire department in New York gets. You know, mm. what What exactly are you using all this funding for? And if we know there's a problem it, internally, institutional-wise, like, there needs to be some type of impact in people, there's really only impact when there's when it comes with dollar signs. And so I definitely stand with the fact that you all can do your jobs effectively, but not necessarily have to 
be funded in a way to have all this armor and have all this defense equipment because your aggression only creates more aggression. And so really we have to just think holistically about redefining what it is to, to be, to police. They have to redefine what it is to police and how we then see the police, but it starts from them coming to us. And that's where I think that they want citizens to make work and like to be this way or that way. No, you all have to come in and just do better with how you're approaching your communities and being a, the police should be a part of the community and not. Yes, you are there to guard and to and to what term am I really looking for to just be the overseers and watchers. But in no way are you someone's parent where you should be able to put hands on someone like with what we saw in George Floyd mm-hmm. in the sense of like I'm watching this and I didn't even to be honest watch the whole video mm-hmm. but even with just knowing the knee on the neck I'm like mommy there's no way that that was in you all what you learned at the academy like there's no way just like, absolutely not that's not what you know so when you see things of that nature it's just like come on now there just has to be something to be done but to really wrap up, I would also say I go back because they also have pensions. Their pensions is what allowed them to retire yep. doing 20 years mm-hmm. and giving the beautiful life that we had as a yeah. child that I had. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> so that's where that's where I leave that with just kind of there's there's that back and forth, back and forth stance to it. Yeah. But overall, we know there's something that needs to be done. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think and even when we're talking about, you know, defunding the police and we know that term is polarizing for a lot of people um you know and there have even been cries of people saying abolish police and i'm not sure that i feel like that should that's the case but we do have to look at like you said we're, we're talking about dollar signs at this point where why is why why are these departments receiving so much money and then they're serving communities that are poor and you know what I mean? They have a lack of resources. They don't even have the bare minimum that, you know, maybe some of these suburbs have um, and they're struggling. Why not funnel that those funds and get put them back into those communities that are struggling? We know that that poverty and crime are, are correlated. So, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't understand. I think where the disconnect is with officials and people in power where they can't see the connect and say, let's, let's refund all this. Let's, let's. Or is it that they're refusing to see? I, I mean, I think that's what it is, but you know, I'm trying yeah. to be fair here. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I agree with you. I think it is. I'm trying to give the benefit of the doubt yes. in the sense of like, well, what is the problem? Exactly. And you also have to ask where if you can give me a police officer at a school, but then like, there's not a guidance counselor mm. where, what, what, how is that even something that should be allowed? You know, why am I walking through metal detectors, but I can't go to a guidance counselor if I'm, ha- if I'm in a poor school and I need to just speak about my home situation, whatever it might be, you know, yeah, that's not acceptable. You also got to look at some of these counselors. They throw in these, these uh, <laughs> schools too. That's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A quick question still on that topic for your parents. Did they have experiences to where they felt kind of caught in the middle of being, you know, black and policing? And blue? Yes, black and blue. Thank you. Um, Absolutely. So I would say uh, a few of the stories, they were there. What rights did did my mom recently tell me about? It was in... Oh, it was um, the Crown Heights riots. And so they were on 
during, and I think this is back, like, it's a few years after, like, Rodney Heat rides, but she was on and still, like, a bit, because my mom ultimately went into fingerprinting, but mm-hmm. she was still actually on the streets back then, and she said how it was extremely, that was one of the first few times, because not all of the neighbors necessarily knew that they were police officers, because it's not necessarily something you want to expose to everyone around you, like, people right. that you want to know your business, can yeah. know your business you know. And so she had to dress in uniform to actually leave the house that way. And she was going down to really kind of police. And it's pretty much similar, but a bit more intense than what we saw with a lot of these Black Lives Matters protests where, like, there were aggressors on both ends. But she did tell me just about how she really felt. I would, and we can use the term conflicted, but just really had to get herself and ground herself in understanding that and being even attacked and hearing certain things from her people that in a community that she grew up in and loved, but having to have to be on the other side and really try to dismantle and um, de- like really just de-escalate what was happening in the situation and being, you know, bonded up, bondaged up in all of this material, like all of these, you guys have seen the uniforms and things, and when they're, it looks like almost the police are going into combat. Mm-hmm. You got this big old, sh- like, it just looks insane, but I will say she just speaks to that time, and it just being really frustrating, and at times maybe even coming home and having to just, like, emotionally explode. I think it was great, though, for them to have each other, and mm-hmm. that's the one thing that is a little bit different in their situation, where they could come home and really explain they didn't even have to explain to each other because they both were dealing with the same thing but really just had that emotional balance of someone going through the exact same thing and knowing like hey we're gonna get through this we're gonna be okay but I will say my cousin who's on the force now he has such a tougher time because Mm -hmm. how she explains those riots versus him being in the city and what was happening just as we said a few weeks ago he really was extremely frustrated by it. And now we have all the levels of added social media mm-hmm. and people attacking and knowing mm-hmm. if you are an officer, well, why don't you do this? Why are you not speaking out about that? But speaking out can literally be wringing your neck out and it being like, oh, you might lose your job or you're going to lose the respect of, as I said, mm-hmm. all of the people in your precinct. And then if they see something happening to you on the street, they don't have your back. Mm-hmm. And with a job like that, you kind of need people to have your back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Even just hearing you mention, because um, we hear it all the time, especially not saying you know, other races don't, but more so from the black stance, it's, you know, you're fighting a lot of battles. Mm-hmm. And like you said, I know a lot of our black brothers and sisters in blue that's holding a uniform that's really trying to step in the gap and really be that force of change. The ones that are on the good side that's really trying to, you know, be the advocates of change because we need more of us in there. Mm -hmm. They're fighting some deep battles because, you know, you don't want to cross that line with your brothers and sisters in blue because then you lose that kind of, you know, we hear it all the time and, you know, that 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 can be really heavy, mm-hmm. heavy, heavy. But yeah, just uh, we appreciate you, you know, being transparent and sharing that piece of your story, and yeah. we appreciate your parents and your your family members' service, yeah, and, and doing that. You know, that's that's wonderful. Yeah, tell yeah, them, th- tell I them, thank you. <laughs> were some angels. Couldn't be something that I would. <laughs> I was gonna say you don't, you don't, you don't want to follow in their path. <laughs> no, I always said I was gonna be a lawyer, but then at the 
time of school, it just seems so oversaturated. And yeah. I'm, I'm happy to use my voice in other ways. Yeah. As a communicator, I have a lot to say. Yeah, so, yeah. Girl, you're talking sure. in my heart. Sure. <laughs> and you said it's just is it just you and your brother are y'all the only children so, so yeah to give a little quick backstory it is me and my brother but we actually a reason why we moved to florida we lost my aunt in 9 11 and so mm. my mom actually took hold and takes calls my two cousins who were her two daughters those are but that's who i refer to as my sisters that oh. live um, out in texas oh wow so, yes so oh my goodness! <laughs> so sorry to hear about yeah. that. Um, yeah. So you, oh, so I think y'all were in it. We all were in New York at the time for nine eleven as well. Yes, yes. I still live there. We didn't leave New York until closer to oh three oh four or so. Um, we definitely were there during nine eleven. They were actually still on the police department during nine eleven. So that's, they have my parents have so many stories just in terms of all of that they experienced while they're twenty years on a job. Yeah, as you think about how long we spend on these corporate jobs, but they being there for nine eleven, my mom working um in the city, and that being her sister, it just was. It was heavy, and I think we really had to get a new scenery and new environment after all of that. So, yeah, I mean, I hate to even go down that rabbit hole, but I'm just curious. How old were you around that time? When the- I was, so I was in elementary school at that time, but I still was aware. I was in the fourth grade when 9/11 actually happened. Okay. And so, with that being said, like I still remember. And really, you got to remember also in New York, school doesn't start until after Labor Day. So we only mm. just started school. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So literally, this is the first few days of school. I can remember just being in the classroom. And it's, it's at 9 a.m. this happened, 8, 8 45, mm-hmm. 9 a.m. So we're sitting there. The teachers head out into the classroom. They come back in. They start calling. They ask us very, like, overt questions like oh do any of their parents work in the city all of us have raised our hands like all our parents work in the city we're in brooklyn like right and then, <laughs> and then they're like oh we'll do any of your family members work in the twin towers etc cetera, etc cetera. so then 15 minutes later they call they say Tershawn, your dad is here i go down my dad he happened he was an officer but in brooklyn my mom actually worked um in the city at this point because she did fingerprinting that in one police plaza so mm-hmm. literally he came and got me got my brother and he just was like your mom's looking for your aunt and it was like okay so literally when my mom walked through the door she i remember that day so vividly she was covered in dust because she had to walk across the bridge and she had oh. gotten hit with all of all of the residue of what was happening from the building coming down uh. yeah it was it was just a lot and i will say it's one of those like defined memories in like my head even being young mm-hmm. um even to this day it's like even that's why folks were just like oh you're gonna move back to new york like how is that because i actually and one of my previous jobs worked right downtown near where the new world trade towers are so mm-hmm. it was always very interesting but i i cherish it because i would still go and visit my aunt's name at the pools and yeah. so that's really the only grave site we have for her and so yeah what's your aunt's name if you don't mind sharing. I'm sorry. I said it. What's your aunt's name, if you don't mind sharing? Oh, no, I don't. Marsha Rodriguez. Beautiful. May she rest in peace. Yeah. So much. So, yeah. I've actually been to that, the reflection pool. And, and it's crazy. I did not realize. You don't realize how how massive those buildings yeah. were. 
Um, just seeing like, you know, they've done a beautiful job with the memorial, but just seeing just how massive, my goodness, it's overwhelming when you go to that site. And it's overwhelming to think it was a building there. Yeah. Yeah. And all these people in this building. Yes. It's crazy. Absolutely. I mean, I remember I was a senior in high school. It was my senior year in high schools and probability and statistics class. I was in ninth grade. I was in actually my civics class. Wow. And the teacher, our teacher, for some reason, turned on the TV and we saw the second tower get hit. And everybody oh, you was, all actually watched we it. We actually yeah. watched it happen, yeah. They didn't put it off for us. We I didn't see it till like till we got back to the house. Okay. I think just because being in New York, they had to be very um temperamental just because there were a lot of people that would be impacted. Yeah, know? for sure. For sure. My goodness. Well, yeah. thank you for for sharing that. I know we, we I feel like we're getting all up in your business. Um, but but, you know, once again, like, thank you so much for for just being transparent and sharing, sharing this part of your life with us. We appreciate it. Um, I don't want to just be like, oh, let's segue to the next thing. But um, in that same interview where you share about your parents and being, you know, the daughter of uh, two NYPD officers. Uh, retired officers, you also discuss the topic of racial diversity within uh, the media industry and the importance of using your professional platform for system systematic change. Um, in the interview, you shared uh, about your, your initial experience um, at ABC TV Network. Can you share a little bit about that story with us? Oh, of course. Yeah. So Really, that was the kickoff to my career in the media industry was this fellowship. And just background on the fellowship, it was a summer fellowship where you had about 30 of us who received free housing at NYU. We were actually paid a stipend through a program called IRTS. And so literally, they let a combination of different applicants come from across interning at different places, whether it be ABC, CBS, Viacom, all these major hard-hitting industry companies. And so coming into the fellowship, I was the only, like, I was the only person of color in the ABC class, just because you only have one person from my internship program, yes, now come in and go do the program on the side. So they had their regular interns there. And also just to note, as we talk about internships and things, their regular interns weren't being paid. So then that goes to the conversation. I don't know if you all have been really tough become because it becomes like this class thing where if you can't, if you don't have the budget to accept a unpaid internship, creates nepotism essentially in in Mm -hmm. an essence just because a lot of the interns I met were children of so-and-so or oh their honor uncle works at the network or works on the corporate side or whatever it might be Mm -hmm. and that's how they got in so they're kind of looking at me because of course all of the actual people that work there they're so excited to get this diversity fellow every year so it's like very twofold because one you're getting singled out by 
all of these big hotshot names who you want informationals with, they want to talk to you, but then you're ostracized by your fellow interns who you do want to have a relationship with, but you're also kind of aggravated because you've worked your tail off to get to this fellowship and they kind of just are like, oh, like this was a fellowship I got like in my senior year. They're like freshmen, sophomores in college, kind of just like, oh yeah, I just got this. Oh, I'm staying with, you know, my parents here, they live in the city, et cetera. And you just, I don't know, you just feel, you feel a balance of like, okay, is this what it's always going to be? And to be quite frank and honest, that is what it always then becomes because a lot of my other opportunities in terms of companies that I worked with after having that internship and really starting off my career and now being in the middle range piece of my career is really knowing that all of these roles I've gotten, I'm pretty much probably the only person on my team that looks like me. And then expanding to the only person on the broader department that looks like myself. And that's when it's just like, you all need a foundational system in place. And I literally was talking to my company about this and we formed actually like a initiative in a group, all of us that are people of color at my current company, just because there has to be some type of accountability. You're only going to bring in who you know within your network. So if you're basing it off of referrals and this, that, and the third, the only people you're referring a lot of the times are people that look like you. And then that, and if you want to say you're in the media industry, we're in an industry that's impacting billions of people and billions of those people look like me and look like us right mm-hmm. and we are the value of when we look at reports and talk about we want to talk about numbers the value of our dollar and our spending value is astronomical yeah and so how dare we be an afterthought when it comes to ads and comes to oh well let's do this let's do this diversity or minority whatever you want to call it initiative around this no we should be in the general concept of what you're building out on ads and everything we should be the first thought in my opinion because we generate culture we generate trends that that's all us say what you want but that's us so and so when thinking about that like really that first experience at abc showed me like okay well, this is where we're at. We have so far to come and you all want to have these programs where you like prance us around. Cool. But what real true changes? Because when you prance us around, but then I don't see any top leadership looking any different. Yep. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> like you said, say what you want. <laughs> say what you want. Well, if they say you, if you can't say anything, just raise your hand. Just raise your hand. hand. <laughs> That is it. Oh, oh. man. Sorry, we just wow. had to pause and reflect yes. on that on those I know, words. Because like, <laughs> there's so many truths within all of it. And I feel like especially in the industry I'm in, I just ugh, it can be just so frustrating. Like, how dare you? And mm. you want to steal all these things from us, but then Yeah. <laughs> to act like our value isn't there. Right. So what is like, what is it like for you now in your current work experience? Oh, my current work experience, I will say there's a lot of work to be done, but I will say that what I've learned is it really matters who you report into. And I have a super supportive manager where she as just being a director, she truly like understands and comes from a space where she wants to push and like, say like, 
okay, yes, we can use this moment as a catalyst, but this should have, all these things needed to already be in place. Mm -hmm. So I feel like she really pushes. Um, It is interesting, though, just because I think, and you ladies probably can definitely relate in the sense of, I want you to be educated, but I don't all the time want to have to be your educator. Mm -hmm. Period. Period. And so it just becomes in this space of when you're telling and having these conversations, especially with like HR and you're on this corporate side of things and you're just giving them the facts and like, hey, can you show me these numbers about what our different demographics look like, et cetera. And they're just like, oh, well, so you just want me to put someone on the C-suite. That's a person of color. No, no, no. No. Let's be clear. I'm not asking you to just put someone somewhere. You trust me and believe me. There's someone who's earned that position that you passed over four times. Exactly. Like, <laughs> exactly. You know? oh. But it's like when someone says that, you're just like, and I don't want that person to also be the chief diversity officer. Like, no. I want oh, yes. Right. I want them to be the chief financial officer. Yes. Want- that, thank, thank you for you. saying thank that. Because I have felt thank that too. You. I've always said, because my background is in HR. And I was oh. like, we, are, I'm tired of them making it feel like we're the experts mm-hmm. on diversity and black and like that's everything. the only thing that's that, we bring, that we know bring to the table and no. you don't see us as a lot of us in leadership roles like you mentioned on the ceo side yep. on the chief financial mm-hmm. officer or they, um was it the especially like technology things mm-hmm. of that nature and i'm yeah. like yeah. we have people that 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 can do the job as well yep that um, in the role. that i was going to say <laughs> yes right better than and then you yeah. have this dividing line too where it's like but then you don't want to fall into that trap of tokenism i don't want you putting me in this role for mm-hmm. the sake of Filling this quote unquote quota. Yeah. <laughs> um, exactly. Yep. So yeah. We I can girl, I can talk talk about that all day, but I won't I won't hold you. Yeah. I'm not gonna hold Don't you. Don't just put me in a storefront window just to be like, ooh, look what we got. Yes. No. We value diversity. See, she's See? a woman and she's black. Black, yeah. Yes. Uh, 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 uh. But then really quickly, can we quickly i know we're off topic quickly talk about just in terms of that with these brands now them just feeling like oh let's highlight this moment and say that we're with you mm-hmm. but it's like then when you look at their workforce mm-hmm. are you really with me like yep what does your board of directors look what like what does your board yeah. of directors look what? like exactly all of it thank you i need transparency and when you become transparent, that will be the first outlet to show that you have a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. Amen. I've been, listen, it's funny, even my background's in education, but it's just been funny seeing like now these districts, even the last, once again, six to eight weeks, suddenly now we're putting black and brown people in leadership roles and administrative roles that hadn't been, or, oh, now we're, we're making such and such. They're now the, 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 principal of this high school now and just all sorts of little stuff like thank you we appreciate it that's great but why now we didn't just get here yeah exactly we just arrived exactly exactly these people who have been in you know in in education for 20 something years have paid their dues have been doing the work for years and years and years and now you're finally get get giving them a, a a leg up or whatever you want to call it. Like no, a pat on the back, a pat on the back, and, and then the back. and say, see, look at our black person that we put oh, in this role. Yeah. Okay. 
Anyway. As we breathe <laughs> into our next topic, we want to talk a little bit about you and the inspiration of your podcast, yes. The Right Mistake. I love the name, by the way. Um, I know kind of a little bit more about what I know a little bit about um, your podcast, but I want you to kind of tell in your own words, your mission and kind of the topics and the themes that guide your show. Absolutely. So really just the general purpose of the Right Mistake podcast is showcasing how entrepreneurs, just really anyone, is turning their accidental decisions into life-changing moments. So the premise behind it is because I realized that we had this false or kind of negative intake on how we use the term mistake and we then go about that in our day-in, day-out lives. And so really on the podcast, I have guests come on talking about their professional and personal journeys and really those moments that were just stumbles and their fall downs that actually turned out to be their triumphs because it were the catalyst to really push them into where they needed to go and provide the growth for them. And so we have different topics on whether it be your new business. It can also outside of that be I'm having an episode about like your personal journey and having your child that will never say being a mistake, but just being unplanned and how that comes into play. So really just highlighting how it can be so life changing, but it was so pivotal to you and for you. But in the moment, you didn't recognize recognize it because we have such a negative collaboration to that term mistake, which is so unfortunate within our society mm-hmm. as a whole. That's good. That's really good. Can you share um can you share some of the overarching themes that you have for your show? Because you have three overarching themes, right? Yes. Yeah, so at least for this year, the overarching themes are being selfful, dating yourself, and saying no. And just really speaking to each of those. So the first being selfful, I know that we have this like just negative association with thinking that we're selfish when we do things to just benefit and satisfy satisfy ourselves over others i think it also comes into full we're speaking specifically to women of color and black women like we are uh, we think of ourselves last sometimes mm-hmm. and that just is how it comes and so this self-full really truly as a theme i talk to my guests about it and really for myself personally it's knowing that i need think of that glass half empty or half full i need it to be at the complete top before i then can go about anything else in my day it needs to be full of happiness full of contentment full of all the things that i need to succeed and be successful with my loved ones because i can't give my all to my kids to my spouse to my coworkers if i'm not at myself full place you know and yeah. that varies each day yeah that's yeah good. and then dating yourself i think it's so important especially as a woman just in terms of you need to consistently know yourself. So you are in a full-fledged, your your husband, you love them, your spouse, you love them, whoever it might be. But I need to date myself. I need to have that time, whether it's reading a book, whether it's doing the small things. And this was something truly important that I had talked to my therapist about, mind you. That's another topic for another time. <laughs> we had to, some, sometimes they're not your cup of tea, you have to let her go. But within those tokens and those times, it really, she encouraged me just to, really make sure that I'm taking out time in a day or time in a week to date myself and learn something new about myself. Mm-hmm. And finally saying no. Ooh, mm-hmm. Girl, <laughs> why you have to, why you have to pick on me like that? 
It's hard. Listen, you got to say no. And I mean, not no, and then we're we're quick to say no and have an excuse behind it or have to feel the need to give a reason. I don't want to give a reason. It's it's just no. It's the no is the no. There's no need for me to explain any further. Amen. Amen. So that's really we talk about those three things and then highlight how those different um, just actions have really impacted my guests and pushed them forward within the mistakes that they've made in the past and to the person they are now. I love how those themes actually complement one, one another when you really think about it. Um, yes. You know, you can't be self full if you aren't dating yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like you've got to take that time to get to know yourself, what you like, what you don't like so that you can fill yourself up so that you can be self full. Um, and then also take, you know, being able to say no, I think that comes with um, dating yourself and knowing, Hey, like I'm going to take this time out for myself and this over here can wait. And I don't have that. I don't owe it or that person an explanation for why I'm going to take the time out to date myself so that I can become self full so that I can be a better version of myself to the rest of the world. It, it, it all is, I think they complement each other very well. I love that. I love it. You just gave a whole full circle. I may just have to see that. <laughs> you can take <laughs> it. Yeah. You just pulled it all together. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I was over here looking at uh, Terry. Yeah, I don't know if y'all know the, the Rihanna meme where she kind of like got her. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> she got lean back and she. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at Terry like that. You know, she got her little Erica Badu rap on. That. I was like, she coming with the, the spirit today. You better bring it all and wrap it up with a bow. The hotel. I don't know. <laughs> No, but I really do. I love that. I really, really do. That is amazing, amazing, amazing. I'm putting that in my back pocket. Yeah. I want to be self-fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Especially that saying no. I'm holding both to it. Absolutely. I, I think it may, Terry has been trying to get me because she know. I'm, I'm a, uh, I like to say no. She I'm not going to say no. I like to. I don't okay. like no, no, I don't no, like no. to say no, but, but I've learned. Yes. yes. And it was hard. Very hard. And I still have a hard time saying no and and not explaining, explaining my no. So I'm working yeah. on the not having to explain myself. But I had it it did take a very long time for both for me and my husband both to, to learn how to say um no and be okay with the no. And I'm such a heal the world. <laughs> play. I can't. It's it's such a struggle for me because it's like I can't. But I got a little in me. I can help them. They will be fine. Are you yeah, okay? It, it will be okay. Yeah, That's exactly. It, but it, you have to. Yeah, just do it. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm listening. Yes. <laughs> I'm no, that's good. I love it. I love yeah. it. How often do you record and your um, episodes come out? So typically I record every, I record often, but my episodes release every two weeks. We just wrapped up season one. Yay. So I'll be kicking off season two. What? what? In the start of the fall, so look out for that. And for season two, we will switch to the cadence of once a week. So, and then we release every Friday morning. Awesome. Nice. So y'all hear that? Awesome. The right mistake. That's Add right. it to your podcast list. Subscribe, rate, and leave a five-star five review. review. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. <laughs> 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 you both, 
she we will not take anything less for her okay y'all better give her five stars yes yes we love it we love it and congrats mm. to that because that people don't realize it's a lot to put in together a podcast and you're doing yeah. this on, on your own right it's just you yes, this is you, me on my own just because i you ladies are great but really finding that co-host you can depend on i think can be really tough so i wanted to do this venture solo it's also i started this right before covid so it was really interesting to then have covid happen yeah. and a lot of my content where like i had folks speaking to travel and speaking to this and it's like oh goodness well we're being held up in the house. Do people even want to hear about all these great things right now? You know, they show like, that. Sure you both experience with the content of like you already pre-recorded some of your episodes and when to now release them if it if it still made sense. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, but no, kudos to you, girl. Mm-hmm. Kudos Thank to you. you. Keep it going. Absolutely. We we support you. A hundred percent. I also may have to try to have you both on and you know, get some spiel about what your mistakes are, but that's a girl, 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 we got a whole season of mistakes for you. Like that, that Terry to Yana girl. Yeah, just let us know. We'd love to. Absolutely. Yeah. Yay, Let's okay. talk about right. it. Yeah. Right. I'm here for it. Um, Okay, so as we prepare to um, wrap, well, go into our closing questions, one final question I have for you is as it relates to voices, especially our voices, our melanated voices, um, are you hopeful that our voices are actually being heard and appreciated in light of everything that's going on in this world? Are we really, do you really truly feel hopeful that people are getting it and it's sticking and, you know, that there will be some change. I have to go with yes, just because I am a positive person like you, Yana. And I am extremely hopeful outside of just being heard and appreciated. I really hope that even if you're not necessarily completely inspired, but I hope that when they listen to our content and our platforms, they have takeaways and they come out of it feeling just feeling encouraged to go out and learn more, to read more, to educate themselves and to ultimately want to do more and then take action. Whatever it is may be, you know, we all have different things that we're great at and know that we're great at, but how how that can help the systematic changes that we spoke to earlier that really need to happen. I think really understanding and that just comes with adulthood and growth and understanding like who you are, how you can do better and how you then can bring that gift to the world. And I think as we both, as we, as all three of us know, our gifts to the world are also a piece of showing it on our podcast. Mm -hmm. And so really, I hope that listeners, all of our listeners understand that use your gift. We, we speak and we're giving you all of this content just to make you think more and really get the wheels turning in your head and in your heart to really push that change. Yeah. Perfectly said. Well said. Thank you. Yeah. I just love her. I do too. I really, really do. I really do. Oh my god. Like so just effortless. This has been amazing. Amazing. Well, before we go, we like to always ask our guests some closing questions. So for you, I would I'm sorry, can you hear me? 
All right. Um, so for you, um, Tashawn, I, I want to know, we always ask our guests, what is their power word for 2020? And so I would like to pose that same question to you. What is your power word for 2020? Mm, I like this. Okay. My power word for 2020 would be reflection. Can I say why? Sure. Yes, yes absolutely. Okay. <laughs> so reflection only in that I feel like everything that's happened within this year really has gotten us thinking about the past. And I think that as we all know, if you don't acknowledge reflect on and understand your past you don't have a future and don't necessarily you know stay in the past it only shows you the really true mistakes that were made and how you need to implement change to move forward so versus my word being changed i really think reflection this year because we can't have another 2020 amen where we we can't do this again Mm -mm. no no we (laughs) can we cannot have 2021 i need folks to reflect Improve and progress. I love it. I love it. Reflection. 2020. See yourself. See your reflection. See see yourself and see yourself out the door. And don't come back. It's like this lady and she, well, this little girl, and she's looking and it's like, I stayed up all night to scream Happy New Year for this. Good. (laughs) That's real. That is real. Oh my goodness. That is real. Never saw this coming. Yeah. So um, are, are there any works or anything that you have um, in the works for the remaining of this year in 2020 or anything coming up? Yeah, absolutely. So like we said, there will be new episodes. Expect those around September time in the fall for the podcast. Also, I think that just... I have a few other interviews and things coming up. Nothing that I can like actually send links to right now and everything. But outside of that, I really just want to say thank you all for like having me on here. This has been great. I think all of us are moving and trying to progress in the right direction. And with that, we can only hope that it's going to move the needle forward, honestly. Absolutely. Absolutely. And our final question for you, how can our listeners connect with you? Um, Just any social media, email, what's the best way we can keep up with what you've got going on and connect? Absolutely. So I think the ladies will probably post it in their show notes, but if you would like to get in contact with me socially, you can reach out to me on Instagram. My direct Instagram is at Tershawn Ashley. My podcast Instagram would be at the right mistake podcast. I also have the website where you can just connect with me through the website link. And I also have my Facebook business page for the Right Mistake podcast as well, which is another great resource. And I think that we all kind of came together and realized there's a few other platforms that we are being showcased on, whether it be the State of Podcast Network. And I also am a podcast through Asa Collective. And so expect a few things um, coming out of that collaboration as well. Awesome sauce. Amazing. <laughs> and y'all can catch your podcast again on all the platforms. Yes. So yes, check her out. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeart, all the platforms. So. Yes. Go run her season one back while she's yes. prepping for season two. All right, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you so much, Tershawn. This has been 
this conversation just really exceeded my expectations. Like mm-hmm. I, I knew we were going to have a good chat today, but um, just our whole connection. I'm so glad that um, you reached out and we connected in this way. Yeah. You're we when we when we say this, we mean that you feel like family. Yeah, you, you're now family. Yeah, you're you're a cousin now. She is a she's a cousin now. <laughs> so next time we in a new well, well, you know, well, Cuomo like yeah, Cuomo like, don't let us in. He like you know, not Texas. I don't blame him. Yeah, <laughs> when we can come up there, we go. Absolutely, we to connect. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I would love that. And I also need to hear updates about this little girl scouting thing you do. Because I think yes. you girls, right? When did you guys have girls? We, we both, both do. Girls. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Did we post it? <laughs> do it for the girls. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you will definitely get one for sure. And, and <laughs> we actually definitely might be reaching out because we're like, you know, we want to get like some additional like. Insight, insight from awesome. you. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I got you both. Definitely. It. So, um, again, y'all, this has just been wonderful. Season three is just kicking off to a. It, is amazing. it is amazing. Ugh. All of all of them we talk to amazing. Let's just stop. Let's just start there. Yes. Yes. And if y'all don't know, rewind season all the way one back season two. and start from the beginning to That's now. Right. But um, again, we just thank you all for always continuously supporting us as we continue to amplify the beautiful voices of black women. And we share our stories of transformation, um, sharing and our lessons and celebrating our successes together. Um, we just really appreciate you um, helping amplify us. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else that you want to add, Terry? Before we no, went? this has just been a great, um, a great episode, great chat. I've thoroughly enjoyed speaking to Tashawn. Is it Tashawn? I'm sorry, I'm just now asking Tashawn. 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 Okay, I just listen. I we I don't play about name. We don't play about names. No, we don't. I, we all three have beautiful names yes none of us play about them yes um but i just love your spirit your energy everything i am so excited for you and your podcast all the great things that you're doing girl keep speaking up keep using your voice we you got our attention for sure um so i know you've got the the attention of many other many more listeners and and to our listeners y'all go support go check her out um, subscribe, all that wonderful stuff. No, today's been great. I love it. I'm excited because me and Yana are back in the same room again today. Man, it's a good Friday. It it's a good, good Friday. All of it. <laughs> well, we're not going to hold y'all any longer. Mm-mm. So until next time, Melanate on that. It's our first time we had to say that together a long time. Thank you for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed our chat today. Keep the conversation going by heading to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leaving us a review. Have a story of your own to share? Email us at info at melanatedconversations.com or connect with us on social media at Melanated Conversations. Till next time, keep raising your voice.
Are you someone who's ready to get your voice out into the world? Have you been considering starting your own podcast and not sure of all the things it takes to launch your show? Well, at Levels to Lunch, they've done all the groundwork to help you turn your dreams into streams. With professional knowledge and experience in strategy, recording, editing, and presenting, they have all the resources to help you in your journey in launching your show. From the do-it-yourselfer to that time-strapped podcaster that just needs to get it done, they walk you through every step to get your show launched and ready for the world. So go ahead and take that next step and make your podcasting dreams a reality by visiting levelstolunch.com. Again, that's www.levelstolunch.com.